0: to CSM Secrets, the debate format, the third season of CSM Secrets. And today we have Ms. George Shukla joining us all the way from Sydney. She's a customer success executive, author of Customer Success Mindset, a well-known influencer and coach in this space. And challenging her today is Mr. Fernando Sarioni. He needs no introductions because he's quite popular in the product management space. He comes from a background where he's navigated the most complex product that can exist in the software space, which is Telco. And he has some interesting questions about customer success. Let's go. Hey, Fernando. Hey, Joe. Hello.
1: Hi, Shubha. Good to see you. How are you? Hi, Joe.
0: Doing good. Thank you. So today's context and all we are going to talk about is product. right? We've heard this constant feedback coming from various groups that customer success, no matter people that are in support, anybody in customer success, needs to have a very strong product expertise to be able to do their job well. Is that real? Is that true? What does product think? What does customer success think? Let's go. Fernando, you want to shoot?
1: Okay. Thank you, Shuba. Well, Joe, uh, good meeting you here. And I would say um, one of the questions would be how, based on your experience, how much uh, the technical proficiency on the subject matter, right? Talking about the product or the solution that you're, Supporting or selling, uh, how, how much weight do you put into the technical proficiency for the CSM to be successful?
2: This is a loaded question for a 7 a.m. meeting, but um, <laughs> I will say this. I think there is no one size fits all scenario here. I think it really depends on the complexity of the product. For me, as a customer success leader, the core skill set that I see in a CSM during the hiring process. Is the ability to listen to customers and understand their needs. Now, the second step in the process is what, what, does, that, what does that understanding of needs mean? Does it mean that it's okay if you don't have industry expertise? Is it okay if you don't have technical expertise? But are you able to convey information from the customer to the product team and back in a certain way? So I think that that second step in the answer to your question about having technical expertise really lies in the complexity of the product so it can be both yes and no depending on the environment that they're in the business that they work for the nature of the customers and the nature of the the product itself sometimes what happens is that the product requires you the nature of the product requires you to have a technical understanding but your stakeholders at the customer end are non-technical. So then how do you translate that information? Because you don't want to end up confusing either internal or external stakeholders. So for me as a customer success leader, all of those, it's not a straight yes or no answer. I think there's a lot of factors that come into play while making that decision.
1: Right. OK. Yeah, I think part of that is always the debate on, as you said, how much it is a balance. I just say you have to be able to empathize with the customer getting them to, to trust you uh, in some way, uh, being you part of the whole cycle. Um, but the question here is if you have to pick a CSM, would you say you have to have, I would call it sales skills in the sense that you have to be able to engage with the customer and they have to trust you and want to do business with you. But at the same time, you have to gain their trust. So they they um, will will allow you to, to drive the project to, to to the end, let's say, once you sign the deal with the customer. So I think the question here will be, how is the balance between sales skills and technical skills? Do you need both? Do you need um, a mix of the two? Depends on your opportunity, as you say. So would you say that you have to have always a balance between the two or just by having maybe the sales skills alone maybe enough? I'm thinking about mainly just to put it in context about... um, about that in a, mainly on the technical professions i'm sorry in the technical fields, right?
2: i think just having skills sales skills never helps anyone it and again i say this with all due respect to all of my colleagues and sales they have so much more than just scale skill, sales skills i don't know why i keep saying skills it's very <laughs> important um, it's it's more than just sales skills that come into play especially in a in the customer success profession we're not just looking we're not obviously the primary goal is not to not for customer success managers to make sales Um, the sale comes as an after effect or an expansion opportunity comes as an after effect of the relationship that is built that 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 whole trust-based selling concept is the foundation of customer success we're all selling something um, and that's why businesses exist but again, the core fundamental of having a customer success team in place is that value proposition, is accelerating that kind of value. So I think I'd say a balance of sales and tech skills is very important. And when and I'm using this, the term tech in a very broad perspective, which, which goes back to my previous answer and saying it has to be a fine balance of being able to translate complex technical problems to the customer in a simple way, and yet, be able to understand the complexities when you're dealing with internal t- stakeholders like yourselves who are so deep in the product um, that they understand tech speak, but the customer doesn't understand it. So, I think it's that fine balance when it comes to sales skills. It is an after effect of all of this understanding. So, it becomes, it takes the backseat, but it's still important.
0: I want to play the devil's advocate here, right, Fernando? So I wanted to ask a question, right? One question that gets thrown at me, me being customer success itself often, is customer success wants to have a say in product strategy, wants to have a say in product roadmap, right? But if you don't understand the technology, if you're here, then what is the difference between you and program management, right? You collect a set of requirements, pass it on, and then you just leave it for the product to decide, in which case, The product is actually the one that is playing a key role in strategy. But whereas customer success says, we want to be able to drive the product direction because we know what the customer wants. How is that possible without having technical depth or an understanding of the market? So that that question gets thrown at me. I would like to know what's your answer for that.
2: I think that again, products exist for that, why do products exist? Let's go back to the basics, and you know, just the basics of the logical equation between about why we're having this conversation in the first place. Product exists because they solve a problem in the market, right? What do and they exist for the customer they buy. Uh, what do customers want? They want constant innovation because their needs are changing every day. The market is changing every day, which is the team that is closest to those changing needs. Which is the team with their ears on the ground. It is the customer success team. What is the aim of the product team? It is to understand what those changes in the market are. So if you put all of those tools together, um, you you get to why we're having this conversation. Um, And that's why it's very important for customer success and product to work closely together. I think the, 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 the part of the equation that most companies do not get right is the how. How do you enable that three-way conversation in a way that it's most valuable to the customer, gives enough value to the product team, and also keeps the team that's listening to several customers at the same time in the loop? And that, does that mean that you know, every single feature that every single customer asks for gets pushed to product? The answer is no. Um, that takes us nowhere. So I think finding that fine balance um, and keeping everyone in the equation, the customer, the product team and the customer success team appropriately involved is, is really important. Yeah. Fernando?
1: Yeah, I would say one, I think uh, Joe answered very well. I think the, the balance, as Joe say, is the how do you gain credibility? Right. So you have to, as you say, you have to be credible in front of the customer on one side to, to uh, understand that they that you're going to be um, taking their side within the company. But at the same time, when you go in the, in the internal dialogue, you have to get the credibility with, let's say, the product team to build and get accurately that the what you're asking for is, re- is important, is relevant. Uh, and that's the, uh, you know, if you are a, in terms of getting to a CSM to be successful, is that balance between being credible externally, being credible internally, and being able to influence the, your company to get to the point, they say, product management or executive team, to do what you're asking for, right? So mm-hmm. how how do you get that credibility will be one of the challenges, um, because you you have um, in some way to convince uh, you know you're in the middle of of the two uh, places, right? Customer and internal uh, organization.
0: So I mean, so Joe, what is your your view of? Um, the product team like how can how can the interface between product and customer success smoothened what can the industry do to um you know achieve this this credibility the customer satisfaction that we all are
2: um, aiming for i think i always say that it's again going just beyond what we do with product teams customer success is kind of the team that brings all the departments of the company together and that's what customer-led growth is all about I think the industry is still finding from what I've seen it's balance um, between product-led and customer-led growth Um, what I want to say is that my experience has told me there is no reason why one growth model has to exist at a time If you complement your product-led growth model with customer-led growth, it means that your your eyes and ears are on the ground, listening to customers and appropriately feeding that back into how your product grows and how your business grows. So I think the industry-wise, we're still finding our feet in how we make this work and it gets complicated within companies as relationships and team sizes get more complicated. If I were to say best practice, i think we start by developing and there's so many tools out there that a lot of companies use the bigger ones there's tools like aha that capture feature requests have them uploaded and then the product team gets the ultimate say in whether it gets implemented into the roadmap because it's a question about whether it feeds into the core problem that the product exists to solve or does that turn the product into something else which we yeah. necessarily may or may not want so i think while I do agree that product gets the ultimate side, it is how much the customer gets the side through the customer success team that's really important. So one thing is to implement tools and systems, of, you know, uploading feature requests if you've got a high volume of customers, listening to the community, creating a community around the product that really helps. But I think internally, having a regular conversation is really important. So in one of my last few jobs, when there was a customer at risk, and I promise you, I didn't do it every time, so Fernando, don't hate me. Um, <laughs> but if there was an at-risk customer that didn't understand the core fundamental of the product and they'd make a generic statement saying the product does nothing for me, I'd bring in a director of product into the conversation. So the job of a CSM is not to know everything or to know the deep weeds of the technology that they're working in, but to bring the right stakeholders at the right time to show the customers some extra love. So I think those are some of the things that we can do every now and then. It doesn't have to to be every time, but I think every now and then, when you see a customer who's got a fundamental problem with understanding why and how the product works or what the core problem it's trying to solve is, it's a deeply technical conversation and I think bringing a product manager or a senior product leader into the conversation has always helped make the case. So I think, again, going back to what I said earlier, how do you enable that three-way conversation is really important. And that's what we're trying to get right as an industry. Yeah. So
0: Fernando, for you, right, what is the maximum friction that you you experience when working with customer success, right? Like, you know, where do you really find challenges? And especially in a telco space, um, right? I mean, given the industry that you're in, are there any spaces where you think there is friction that, that the CS needs to take seriously?
1: Well, one of the areas that is interesting is that, uh, I'm assuming that uh, CSMs, I know that CSMs some engage Early in the sales process, even before the contract is closed, in some cases, in most uh, or in majority, you see them engage after, so once the customer is already on board. And one area that is interesting and I see as a source of friction is now, well, you as a product manager, usually looking for all these innovative things, the new technologies, the new differentiators, always looking forward. But sometimes customers say, well, I have some problems today. Let's say usability problems, you know, problems on that help me troubleshoot my product, or so much more uh, down to earth or, or today's problems that I need to solve. And that's what usually the customer will tell the CSM right now, hey, I need to solve this uh, number of problems. And sometimes the product manager is looking forward instead thinking, oh, I'm looking five years ahead. And then you have this balance between innovation and new cool functionality versus the, I would say, call it a little more boring day to day things, right? And that balance is interesting because you have to get into a justification exercise, and this is causes usually um, a lot of frictions. And you have sales asking for the new and flashy things. I think CSMs usually are much more grand in reality and asking you for things that make the product more usable, more um, easy to support. And then you have the product manager dreaming ahead on the, you know, and also trying to balance the justification or everything. So that would be, uh, this is an interesting uh, dance between the different stakeholders on how to make this work harmoniously.
0: Yeah, yeah. So do you have the executive team weighing in in your product management decisions? Do they come and say, listen to customer success? Do prioritize what they say, put everything else later? Do you you have that kind of pressure coming in?
1: You say in my case? Yes. uh, Well, Yes, or one thing, that a trick that the CSM can do, if you have a good access to the executive team, getting an executive sponsor helps a lot as well within the company. But yes, normally it is you have this tension between the different teams. And I would say uh, the, this tension between the um, things that are needed today versus the, the future vision uh, is, is uh, definitely a source of tension. And is uh, when you put the executive team in the mix and especially when you're responsible, in most cases, PLNs are responsible for the uh, PNL. So uh, you have now an incentive to make features or functionalities that are also money-making. So it's uh, it's an interesting balance in the mix when you put all this together.
2: Right.
1: But right. I think, as Joe said very well, I think the ability to be an influencer there because you don't have sometimes the direct responsibility, but you have the responsibility in front of the customer, but not necessarily over what the, the product will come up in the in the um, upcoming um, releases, if you like. So that having the ability to influence the company overall to go to where you need it to be, it's, uh, I would say, one of the biggest challenges that the CSM will have.
0: All right. So, Joe, I have I've heard some of my customer success team say that you know, given the fact that we bring in all the insights about the product and, you know, we become like a secondary market research arm for the product, right? We bring in all the uh, customer insights. And so, you know, product management will eventually be half customer success going forward. Right. I mean, it's going to be a major influence. Um, So do, do you agree with that view that in the future, you know, we are going to make some pieces of what product management is doing a little bit redundant?
2: I, I I wouldn't say so. I would side with Fernando on this one. Um, I wouldn't say so. I think custom success is a discipline in itself. And it's at the core of it is is time to value for customers and the business growth that comes with it. Being a customer-centric organization, if you look at an organization-wide strategy, is teams working together, not teams um, vying for each other's jobs. So I think each team comes with its own expertise. And my belief is sticking to our own guns and doing what we do best individually as as departments, but bringing it all together is what customer-centricity really means to me. So I don't think anyone's making anyone redundant. We're all playing to our strengths but most importantly, playing together in a way that works for the business. All right. It sounds like a very um, cheesy answer, but that that's, that's <laughs> what I believe in.
1: No, no, I think it makes, uh, that's part of being uh, playing nicely and being able to influence everybody. That's a good yes. answer.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> that is true. No, I would say one question that I always uh, had, it was that, well, CSMs, you tend to think that always will be engaged after the uh, the opportunities are already onboarded, but I see some trend that CSMs, many successful ones, are even engaged even before the opportunities are onboarded, right? So do you have a view, Joe, on is a, a trend that is changing, or is that you know more successful? I would say if you're going to be uh, giving uh, advice to CSMs to be successful, would you encourage them to get early, engage early in the process, or? wait until the opportunities are closed and then you jump in and then you take over. What, what are your thoughts there?
2: I think I'm a, I'm a huge fan of, of um in the interest of saving time for everyone who, who's busy doing everything that they do. I'm a huge fan of um of thinking about what a high value deal means to a business. And it doesn't have to be a high revenue deal. It has to be a it could be a high potential deal. It could be a, a deal with an influencer in your market. So I think with high-value deals, the answer to involving a CSM early on in the process is definitely yes. What it does is it shows the customer some extra love going, this is what you get afterwards. It also helps to set the expectation right. Because sometimes when we're closing high-value deals, um, we end up saying a lot of things just to close the deal. And I think having customer success in the room helps, helps tone down those expectations, set them right, yet show the customer a vision of what's going to happen next, how it's going to happen and how we're going to hold, not necessarily hold their hand, but accompany them step-by-step step throughout that journey. So I think um, in high value deals, 100% um, the CSMs should be involved or the customer success department in some shape and form should be involved early on in the process. Um, if we're doing that across the board is again, it's
1: optional. Okay. Back to the credibility that we discussed. Right? So yeah, make that makes uh, makes a lot of sense. Well, that was a good, uh, very good dialogue. Great, so, great answers from Joe. So really, uh, very enlightening.
0: Uh, Fernando, what's your what's your verdict? I want to understand what is both of your verdict from this conversation. So what, if, what is your overall um, summary about customer success getting involved in product decisions, getting involved in sales cycles? What's your what's your overall um, perception? The, like,
1: you know, will really good to know. Well, I think that is in, in having worked as we worked together with you, Shuba, in the past, is that I think that sometimes the customer success manager may be seen as, um, is not valued, or is mostly undervalued in many cases, because they say, well, you are there. I would say that the first impression is, is a person or a team that will be supporting when there is a problem, right? And I think this is a very unfair assessment of the CSM because you can do way more than that. You can, uh, in some way, as I think Joe said very well, you will have good credibility with the customer that you're not just trying to sell them something. They know that you are going to be the one when you have a problem, the CSM team will be there for you. Um, So I think it's a role that maybe it is uh, not as well recognized or acknowledged as it should be. Because in the end, when it comes, one thing is winning the customer, yes, but the other one is maintaining the customer and growing it. And if that customer is not happy with you, you know, yes, you may do the first sale, be very happy and celebrate on the whole thing. But if this is not uh, repeatable, these days you look at most of the businesses, uh, especially you on telecom and enterprise as well, is a lot of recurring business, right? It's it's, uh, annual subscriptions. And if you're not happy, you're not gonna renew, you're not gonna stay. So I think that uh, the the CSM team is is key if you want to have this long term business viability. And I think today I would definitely say that is a team that sometimes is not recognized how how much uh, how a hard job it is. That would be my take. Joe,
0: any
2: closing comments on that? I think that um, I'd agree with Fernando and what he said about you know, customer success having um, influence over um, how things are done because they're, they're, they're the eyes and ears on the ground. I think back to, to, to product teams and the way that I've seen them working, they've got so much on their plate. Um, you know, and then there is pressure from all sides, from the business, from the customers, from different stakeholders, from sales, to keep pushing out new features because everyone wants to be innovative. No one wants to be old and boring. So I, as on behalf of the customer success group, I'd say that, yes, we understand your pain. Um, and it, it's also a big realization that none of us would exist without a good product in place. Yeah. Um, so I think finding that synergy and going back to all of those things we discussed in our conversation, finding that synergy, helping pro- you guys prioritize on what's based on what's important to the customer, but also then setting expectations back to customers um, and, and strongly saying that a request is not a guarantee of implementation is really important. And that's what we all need to do in a better way together. So that's that's I think that's the way forward that I see.
0: All right, that was a very good discussion and thank you, Joe, and thank you, Fernando. So to all our viewers, we are done. So the key takeaway as I should summarize is the following. There needs to be good synergy between customer success and product. One cannot exist without each other. Customer success is still underrepresented. We need to do something about it. And finally, we all work as a team and customer success is an integral part of it. Thank you everyone. Hope you enjoyed this. See you in the next episode.